0: Physics and outfits. Oh, oh, that's so amazing.
1: Welcome to ALH. We're doing another Apple thing. This time it's uh, the fall, I guess. No, this isn't fall. The late summer event with the watch and the iPhone and a couple of services. So let's just get right into it. The first thing that I did was I don't know if I found the wrong YouTube stream. Or not, but uh, I was looking at it for a little while, and then it got taken down due to some copyright notice. <laughs> oh
0: man! So I mean, even Apple isn't immune from the most common, one of the most common YouTube
1: problems ever. If you're a YouTuber, I mean, it's either that or I accidentally picked the wrong live stream the first time. But there seemed to be a lot of people watching it, so and the and the takedown notice was like some random user so it it did look like a troll thing cute very cute
0: well i mean i watched mine through the apple tv so i um rather than going through youtube i kind of figured that since it's their first time on youtube they may have actually had problems with it so i'm like yeah they've done this on the apple tv before so i'm just gonna go that route Oh,
1: i was thinking that uh youtube might be able to handle the load better so i just went with youtube
0: I trust YouTube's ability to handle the load. I don't trust Apple's ability to properly route the video to YouTube. Ah. Yeah. So I take it you didn't
1: really see the intro part with the whole intro video? No, I had a plumber that was giving me an estimate at exactly that time. So please tell me what happened during the intro.
0: It was pretty much a uh, cutesy vector type animation video that shows their uh, different products. And, I mean, it showed anywhere from the phone to the watch to the Mac Pro. And, I mean, that was one of the things I found surprising is that that was really the only big mention of the Mac Pro besides just comparing the phones to the Mac Pro display. So, I think almost certainly there's going to be an October event now. Yeah, probably. You can tell by what wasn't mentioned. So, there really wasn't anything Mac this time around and uh there weren't any of the rumored things like the um like the whole apple tag and then the one ipad update was the regular ipad update so i mean there's
1: openings for more stuff but they they normally do their ipad updates like in february though right yeah but i mean it's it's
0: changed around quite a bit over the years so i mean it's a we'll see sort of thing so i mean uh, i take it you didn't see tim cook's very brief opening no like uh like he pretty much said oh we're gonna dispense of the regular updates we have a lot going on and anytime they say that i always get kind of salty whenever they end up having a million game demos
1: (laughs) and they immediately went into the game demos right well yeah because the first thing they uh, talked about was apple arcade that is about where i came in where with the apple arcade they were demoing that, that Frogger and Toy Time thing? Yeah, that was the first demo. And, I mean, the first thing that went in my head was,
0: oh boy, Frogger. Frogger, but with physics and outfits.
1: Oh, oh that's so amazing. Well, Crossy Road was very popular.
0: That's true. That's very true. And, I mean, in fairness, uh, the whole thing with, oh, look, there's a giant baby that we need to navigate past. It's like... Okay, well, that's kind of different. But, I mean, still, I can't get excited about Frogger. I just, I can't. Like, I I think uh, where I want to go with this is just, I'm disappointed since Konami has so many potential IPs that they have. Oh, was that a Konami one? Yes, it was Konami doing an update of Frogger.
1: They should have an Apple Arcade game that is completely just based around the Konami code. <laughs> <laughs> like the entire f- game is is just related to the code how fast you can enter the konami code over and over and over again depending on how fast you do it you, you unlock different konami games so like uh if you do it oh. really slowly you un- unlock contra a little bit faster radius life force
0: see part of why i'm disappointed is they have so many good ips that they've just done nothing all that great with Like uh, they have Castlevania and they have Contra. And I'd love to see something that actually involves those IPs on Apple Arcade. It's just, uh, I guess the real difficulty is controls.
1: Yeah, most of their good IPs would require tight controls, but that cannot easily happen that way. I guess unless you're using the Apple TV in an actual controller. Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, I mean, I guess uh, with iOS 13, can't you pair a real controller quote-unquote real controller to the phone yeah but nobody
1: does that (laughs) (laughs) i saw a bunch of those little controllers in like the microsoft store i'm like no i don't think that i would ever use this
0: i mean you know what i would consider i would actually consider keeping a game controller in my car and then uh if i have a moment just either using the game controller for games on the car or pair it to the phone
1: what? You don't want to use this Tesla steering wheel and have people outside your car be very confused? <sighs> well, I mean, there is appealing confusing
0: people, but that wears off. Uh. So, the uh, next game was uh, Capcom demoing uh, Into the Depths. I, I don't know the first word. It was, I think, Japanese. I, yeah, I don't know. It was, all I heard was Into the Depths. Shinsekai, Into the Depths. It looks okay.
1: I mean, it looks serviceable. It looks fine. I'm somehow reminded of Subnautica and Bioshock, just probably because of the underwater stuff.
0: Another thing I get salty about is when they have a gimmick, like they said, we recorded the music and the sound effects underwater, and like my
1: retort to that is, and this helps me have fun how? I mm. just want to show like all of the detail. We gave an entire symphony orchestra scuba gear. (laughs) I'd love to see that picture. Yeah, that would be awesome. That could be their next game. But the good news about all this
0: is uh, since the service is $4.99 and you get a one month free trial, you can actually try out the game and figure out if
1: it's any good before uh, committing to the service. Yeah. And they kept on saying, unlike any other service out there, and I just keep on thinking, well, except for Microsoft Game Pass? Well, I
0: guess it's different in that it's a game service on a phone
1: there's a, I guess the the Microsoft one is currently only p c and Xbox and not on the phone, though I think that they have uh they're working they're doing a Xbox service for mobile devices, so Game Pass could go there too. Is that ready yet, or is that like way in the future? Well, a lot of the tools, I think, are. Yeah, I think they also announced for like Xbox Live on Switch or something like that, too. So, does something count as being
0: new if you take an original, like a regular idea and add
1: butt-on-a-phone to it? No, just like all of those patents that are, except on the internet, are also dumb. Well, I noticed a lot with
0: this this whole presentation thing, that a lot of things they were talking about was taking something regular and adding but on a phone. like uh, for instance the editing that they were saying that, oh, you can do all sorts of editing on a phone now. You can have multiple camera angles on a phone. It's not entirely original, but it is potentially important. I mean, after all, think of uh, one of the premises of the original iPhone was that uh, you can
1: surf the web. On a phone. Quote, unquote, the full web. But I, I think that uh, saying that the service is u- unique to anything is pushing it a bit. I think the quote was, unlike anything else out there, that, that's that's pushing it a bit. Yeah. So they had one more game demo, which uh,
0: the Sayonara of Wild Hearts. And that actually looked the most interesting to me.
1: Yeah, it looked neat. It's They called it a, like a music video game. Uh, Though it doesn't seem to work as well as like Res or Luminous or other <laughs> games that are combining music and visuals and gameplay. See, funny that you
0: mentioned Res when I was uh, looking at them demoing the game. All I could think was, God, I wish they'd bring Res to a mobile device. I could see it working. I mean, if you pretty much if you're dragging your finger along the um, touch screen in order to select enemies. I mean, I think that could actually work decently well. Yeah, it could. Do you think you'll buy Apple Arcade or at least try it out? Um,
1: Yeah, I'll try the one month free. Why not? I think I'm in. Though I might wait until there's a game I'm really excited about first. Fair enough. If you had an
0: Apple card, you would get 3% back on your $5. You would get 15 cents a month.
1: (laughs) Mm hmm those
0: sweet, sweet scents. Next year when they have Mint support, you know, maybe
1: that'll be your time to jump in. Probably. The next one, they're TV Plus. And they started off by talking about how great their trailers were and how many views they had. And how Tim Cook gets to see everything ahead of time. Yeah, he he likes rubbing that in. I loved watching this.
0: <laughs> that, that really makes me curious, like, okay, what level or what stage of production does he actually get to see? Like, is he watching the show before all the special effects are done? <laughs> Tim Cook views
1: the dailies. <laughs> Cute. Oh, man. He created the... Uh, Apple TV plus specifically because of want, want, secretly wanting to be part of the film and TV industry all of his life and and now he can be a producer. I mean that's
0: one way of doing it. What did you think of the C trailer? I mean it
1: was fine. I'm I'm it was sort of a like what Plato's cave allegory kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean it looked serviceable but then the thing about trailers is that sometimes uh, sometimes trailers are fantastic, and the movies are ho-hum. Mm-hmm. And sometimes trailers are ho-hum, and the movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. When it comes to fantastic trailers, I always think of Star Wars Episode One <laughs> <laughs> and just how excited everyone was to see that movie, and uh, what do you end up getting when you go see the movie? Mesa Jaja Binks! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on the other hand, I remember fight club oh yeah that was complete opposite completely underwhelming trailer like okay why would i see this and then you see it and it's like oh wow
1: yeah fight club had a really difficult uh problem to solve for their trailer though very true very very true so i mean
0: with c it's a decent enough trailer to say okay i'll I'll give it a shot and I mean, uh, so they said the first shows will be available November 1st. It'll be 499 a month, and you get a year free when you buy an iPhone or iPad.:
1: Yeah, but not a watch. Man, are those I'd be set?: Yeah. well,
0: I guess uh, maybe you'll get a new iPhone this year after all. <laughs> uh, probably not. For that sweet, sweet Apple TV plus.: Right. I think the new computer is more likely. Yeah. What I found interesting about Apple TV Plus is that that was the one thing that Tim Cook presented. Like, uh, for the rest of the presentation for the different things and different products, it was always being handed off to somebody else. Well, you see, this is the only thing he's actually seen.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, really? Apple's that secretive? Yeah, otherwise otherwise he would have said when I was playing with the new iPhone. <laughs> and you and you remember like when uh, uh the after presentation for the Mac Pro how J- Johnny Ive was telling uh Tim Cook features about the new Mac Pro as though he had never seen it before. I mean, could you imagine what that would be like if that
0: was actually the case? And uh <laughs> since uh since he had no involvement that he looks at everything else and then at the very end if it's a really lackluster year he comes out and is like what the fuck is this <laughs> but <laughs> but no of course he he knows everything and he has to feign surprise i think uh why i'm bringing that up is i think it shows how important he thinks apple tv plus is apple arcade is kind of a side it's kind of like a sideshow. They're not that huge into gaming and that's them deciding to dip their toes in and see what they can do with it. But for TV, I think what that is for him is, uh, he sees that as a way of getting people to switch over and also, uh, helping with, uh, helping keep brand retention.
1: They're really big into the services revenue lately and showing off how mm-hmm. that's growing and i think they probably realize that they can't rely on this sweet sweet iphone sales forever
0: yeah you can't keep adding things to the uh, to the iphone i mean and keep the same size i mean if they
1: <laughs> otherwise they end up with like the xkcd phone yeah well eventually you see the outside of the iphone will look like the outside of the mac pro but instead of cheese graters they're all cameras they're all they're all cameras yeah
0: so, I mean, I think the fact that they're giving it away with a new purchase is enough time to, uh, for people to potentially become dependent on it. That's their hope, that since they are so late to the game with uh, TV service compared to Hulu and Netflix, that people will hopefully stick with it after a year. And also, it is one thing that they can use against Disney,
1: with their gazillions of IPs, because they own yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Disney is the 800-pound gorilla when
0: it comes to intellectual property. Uh, they're pretty much going to uh, be the big disruption in this whole thing, I think. A whole lot more than Apple TV+.
1: Yeah, especially after they pull all of their IPs off of Netflix. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that uh, Apple TV Plus, that they're not looking for something that's going to change the landscape because I don't think they can do that. Mm-hmm. I think they're just looking for something that is will give them a decent recurring revenue. And that's it. They're not shooting for the moon with it. So anything else about Apple TV Plus or go ahead
1: and move on? In the C trailer, there was some things that seemed sort of weird, like the very well-coordinated and placed... Uh, horse riding for people who can't see and also the face painting seems sort of weird for people who can't see. I mean it could be tactile. I mean
0: the different paints might have different touches. Okay. <laughs> um, I was actually, I was thinking about that too when I saw the horseback riding.
1: Have you heard about how uh, there are specific blind people who can echolocate? Yes, I have seen that and uh Apparently it's fairly common, but um, I guess a lot of parents sort of discourage the clicking noises that a lot of blind Mm -hmm. people make. And so they end up not being able to do it. But the parents that don't discourage like the clicking noises, a lot of times they end up being able to echolocate and walk around. There's a video of like one blind guy who's uh, doing it and riding a bike.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think there was, I think it was a radio lab that had a whole episode about echolocation. Mm Mm-hmm. So one thing I'm really curious about with this show is whether or not they allude to that at all. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody clicking. Well, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily imagine that being in the trailer.
1: That'd be awesome, though. Like, it's sort of like the this, this original Star Trek ship noises. There's just like a constant clicking in the background of that show. Hmm. I'd give them a whole lot of credit if there actually was
0: clicking like that. They're totally not doing that. No, <laughs> no, they're totally not doing that. Yeah, no way. But my understanding is for blind people who echolocate that uh, the visual center of their brain ends up lighting up, similarly to people with sight looking at things. Right. Right. So I mean, it's just it's fascinating to think about, like how uh, how does a blind person who's never seen has never seen anything how do they actually see it? Like, mm-hmm. how does it register in their brain? And I always think of uh, Metroid Prime. That okay. I think it was Metroid Prime 2 that had, uh, I think it was echolocation within the second game. Okay. And, uh, like, I, I try and picture, is it something like that? Where you see things like lines or blobs or uh, I don't know.
1: Well, I would imagine that if it's processed in the visual center, then it probably looks to them like a brightening and darkening image sort of and i mean would there be any kind of color or anything approaching color i if there is a usefulness to having processing that information with color representation then probably
0: well, I mean, and also, if so, if uh, the different quote-unquote colors coordinate or correlate to, um,
1: to different properties within the environment. I don't know. We have to go find a person who can echolocate and ask them these questions.
0: Uh, see, What uh, I was having a conversation a while back, and what I was saying is what it would be fascinating to find is somebody who was blind at one point and echolocated— and then eventually one day gets their sight back and then ends up becoming an artist so that they can actually depict what it's like.
1: That would be neat, but I think that the people that end up being able to echolocate generally are never able to originally see. I'm saying
0: that they couldn't originally see and then for some reason they end up getting their sight when they're 25 or 30.
1: Yeah, well, the problem is there that like the visual... System: the interpretation of the uh, information would not be developed, so they probably still would Mm -hmm. be blind, even if they had perfect eyes that were restored later. Uh, Sort of like people with a lazy eye, uh, a lot of it is they they are considered blind in one eye. Um, Even though the eye works properly, the problem is that their brain didn't spend the first two years of their life uh, processing the information from that eye. So it's a neural issue instead of a physical issue.
0: So that's something that wouldn't
1: be able to come back at all. I mean, even in a limited capacity? Uh, Maybe in a limited capacity because of brain plasticity, but it would (laughs) probably take... It would be pretty limited and take a very long time.
0: And then after that, like, supposing that this could happen, um, that a person would be able to see, I imagine they would still echolocate. So would it be almost like an overlay
1: of uh what they're able to see combined with uh the echolocation information my my guess would be that if they're using the same sort of processing centers as being able to see then they would have to pick one or the other yeah interesting
0: so it's like it would turn off at one point and then switch between the two hmm well, what a fascinating conversation I mean, <laughs> stemming from apple t v plus <laughs> yes watch that this ends up being way more interesting than the actual show Good chance we could have our own radio drama about vision from two people who have uh who have decent eyesight I mean <laughs> yeah, who have absolutely nothing useful to contribute towards this mm-hmm.
1: next was the iPad update and this is the regular iPad not the iPad Pro this is 7th generation has an A10 so old an updated bigger screen I mean it looks like they are trying to just like move some of the old Pro hardware into the regular iPad line the most
0: interesting thing I noticed was it has a home button still yep like, when they first showed it, I was wondering if it was something where they first show the image and then, surprise, it doesn't have a home button. Like, uh, I didn't know if it was uh, going to be some kind of bamboozle, but no, it still has a home button.
1: But it can it can connect to those uh, fancy keyboards now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of bizarre to me because you have this entirely different way of navigating Uh, an iPad based on whether or not it's a pro iPad or a non-pro iPad. So, I mean, I'm assuming with a regular iPad, you're unlocking it with Touch ID and there, I don't know if the whole swipe up to go home, this is similar to the, um, the iPad tens and the iPad 11s. Um, I don't know if that functionality is still there within the regular
1: iPad. Yeah, I, I don't know. It did show them like switching stuff by swiping along the bottom and whatnot, though.
0: It's funny that uh, whenever they show stuff like that, that uh, they had a large amount of time uh, focused on showing multitasking and basically what is iPad OS 13. So it's something that you would be getting on an iPad anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, your iPad's going to be updated to this, and oh, there's this new one <laughs> that does exactly the same thing. But I mean, it's three twenty nine and two ninety nine for education discounts. I mean, it's still it looks pretty good. It's an update. I mean, would I buy one? No. But I mean, I could uh, I could see potentially buying one for people in my family, maybe.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying another iPad until they have user switching.
0: And this is the hill you will die on. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, your complaint here is completely legitimate. And I mean, even, honestly, even if they made it a tentpole feature of the Pro, which I know is a complete cash grab, where it's like, yeah, only on the Pro can you get multi-user support, I still think it's enough of an upsell. Or um, I think there would be people who would get a pro simply on that premise
1: alone. The thing is, I'd love to do it with like a thumbprint or like a Touch ID instead of Face ID, but that's not going to happen unless they do behind this display stuff.
0: Have you seen that uh, a lot of the rumors have been talking about bringing back Touch ID? That there's going to be Touch ID and Face ID? Yeah, multi mode I kind of like the idea. It's, uh, it's serviceable, but ho-hum. Nothing exciting.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Now we're on to the Apple Watch. Uh, I don't know. You probably wouldn't consider this the main event, but uh, we might, because that's probably the one that I'm buying. And and Apple had it 40 minutes in, so maybe they consider it the main event. It was the most exciting thing for me. Yeah, so... It was also the most exciting thing for me. What I
0: loved about this was the way they set it up. I thought that how they started off with the Apple Watch, they're like, we made a video. And then they're saying, oh, we have three new health studies. And here I was thinking that since there's this filler here that, um, oh, maybe there isn't going to be a Series 5 this year. A lot of the rumors were saying that there wasn't going to be, that there was only going to be a series four and they would end up having two new materials, the uh, titanium and ceramic. Mm -hmm. But
1: no, apparently there's an Apple watch five. So they can keep a secret and they probably were able to keep this secret because it doesn't look like there's an update to the processor. So they couldn't have the processor leaks.
0: There actually is. Um, That was uh, one of the things I was looking at. Oh, There is an S5, which the S5 is up to twice the speed of the S3. Okay, how does that relate to the S4? Uh, I'm trying to find on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. So, quote, The new S4 64-bit dual-core processor is capable of up to double the S3's performance. Okay, so that
1: sounds like it's the same speed, then.
0: Yeah. Although it does say that
1: there, it does say that it's an S five. Maybe that's just for power, power management ed- improvements.
0: Yeah, it's entirely possible that it's power management improvements, or who knows what other kind of uh, features. But um, hmm, I guess it's not going to be any faster. Well, I'm reminded of the iPhone 3G that uh, the iPhone 3G wasn't any faster than the original iPhone.
1: Um, so I don't think that we've covered like the thing that was nice about the Series 5, however, which is the new always-on display. That's awesome. That completely sold me on it. Uh, yep, that was one of the few remaining things that uh, I had as on my wish list for it. Most of the rest of the stuff can be taken care of via software, so... One of the big rumors was better sleep tracking. That can be done to be a software, yeah. I already use mine for sleep tracking, so.
0: I think uh, one of the things that it would need better is faster charging. So that way, if you only have your watch off for 15 minutes instead of 30 minutes or 45 minutes, that uh, over the course of you taking a shower, you can charge your watch. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that maybe someday
1: they'll work towards that, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is really this is really neat. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest annoyances with the Apple Watch is looking at your wrist and not actually being able to see what time it is, and they do it with an LTPO display. So low temperature polycrystalline
0: oxide is an OLED display backplane technology developed by Apple. It combines both LTPS TFTs and oxide TFTs. LTPO is applicable for both OLED and LCDs, actually. But this backplane technology is likely to be used exclusively in high, high-end OLED displays.
1: Yeah, and I guess it has a variable refresh from 1Hz uh, to 60Hz. Although, this is interesting.
0: that uh, According to the article I'm looking at here, it says, In September 2014, Apple introduced the world's first device to use an LTPO backplane. The Watch Series Four, so maybe it's just a new LTPO display
1: that's more efficient.
0: So it just yeah, that that would be what I'm guessing, or just the fact that it's a variable um, rate refresh
1: could be the big part of this, the big thing. Oh, that they've gotten down to one. Is it a hertz? If it's it singular, <laughs> it
0: still hurts. As funny as that is, the hertz is with a z. So it would still be Hertz with a Z. I just see the little watch saying, I hurt myself today. <laughs> the uh, Nine Inch Nails or the Johnny Cash version? In addition, it has a compass, which uh, that's interesting enough. I mean, I think that'd be good for things like hiking, potentially.
1: Yeah, as long as you're not over a big metal deposit. True, true. I I the- sort of don't trust magnetic compasses. And I have not for, wow, like 15 years now, probably. Uh, What happened? Uh, When we were doing autonomous vehicles, the first compass we had was a magnetic compass that had a digital reading, and we used it to determine our vehicle heading. And the first DARPA Grand Challenge had the start right over some sort of giant metal deposit that made our compass (laughs) spin like crazy. So our car spun like crazy the first time we tried to run it on our contest. And it was only our unofficial run where we are able to get out of the starting area. And then we did really well after we got out of that stupid starting area that had the magnetic uh, issues. That's such an edge case. I mean,
0: you as a person, you're not going to be spinning around in circles because the compass doesn't work in that exact point in time
1: but if you if you try and use your compass on your phone after you get out of the subway or something, you'll notice that it is very rare for it to be pointing in the correct direction, okay, that's
0: fair, but I mean it would you think it would adjust after a little bit of time, like if
1: you're trying to get directions after you've been walking for fifty feet, yeah, yeah, fifty feet isn't that long. It's really annoying when you're trying to find the building to go, to go to and you're late. Fair. Fair enough. I just figure that if there's a case where you only
0: have the watch, that it will help you determine the right direction a lot better if the actual hardware is there.
1: And yeah, yeah it's not going to work all of the time because, I mean, hell. Yeah, it, it'll be nice to have this inclusion in like... Uh, running apps and whatnot especially if you're going along a route that you have not gone on before and you're sort of exploring while running which i've done a couple of times running on trails um and i don't actually know where i'm going and it would be good to know which direction i'm at least pointing yeah
0: i was thinking about that for hiking that uh this would be a really welcome addition to something like view ranger Though with a hiking, you're much more likely to have your phone with you. That's true, too. So let's see what else. There's safety features. Yeah.
1: Emergency SOS. So international version of it. So now if like you get knocked out in, uh, I don't know, China, and because the person that helps you in China is responsible for paying for your ambulance and no, thus nobody helps you, um, you can actually get help by having the emergency SOS. See, my concern
0: was, uh, I call the emergency services and it's not in English. What happens then? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking that this is kind of useful, that uh, when we went to Norway, we went kayaking, and uh, the foot pedal ended up breaking. Fun. So, it was really, really hard for us to steer on the uh, large kayak. So, here I was thinking, okay, uh, we may not necessarily have our phone on us when we're doing something like kayaking. But were you in cell range? Yeah, I think we were in cell range. Okay. I was thinking that, yeah, if we really needed help, it's possible.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, I went camping at Mount Rainier. A couple of weeks ago and we were we were not within cell range
0: oh yeah i mean that's a big park too part of why i think this is important is uh there is a lot of talk about um eventual universal internet and cellular connectivity like um there was a company i was reading about that was uh looking to put up a whole bunch of low earth orbit satellites
1: and uh what they
0: were looking to do... What's that?
1: Wasn't it uh, Apple or Tesla that was planning on doing that anymore? Well, Tesla
0: is one of the companies that's looking to do that. Well, not Tesla, but SpaceX.
1: Oh, right. SpaceX. The, uh,
0: yeah, the, uh, the other Elon company. But there was a separate company that was looking to put up their own network of uh, low-Earth orbit satellites. And what they were looking to do was having it augment a regular cell phone network. So this company is going to put a whole series of satellites in low Earth orbit. And uh, with a regular cellular device, regular cellular devices are set to cut off at around the 25 mile range. So it won't try and connect to something that is like overly far away. So what the satellites do is they spoof how far away they are to be at around the 25 mile mark. So the idea is... They'll put up these satellites and then try and sell it to cell phone companies so that cell phone companies that don't have uh, actual towers within a specific range will end up going to this fallback method. So, I mean, I find it intriguing. I mean, I find it really intriguing. And uh, for think about things like uh, phones and watches that uh, if you go out into the middle of nowhere eventually you're going to have universal connectivity.
1: It's it's interesting that they can spoof this, since shouldn't the towers be able to determine how far away they are based off of speed of light response calculations? I don't know how they're spoofing it. I was thinking the same thing.
0: But, I mean, where this is going is that uh, if something like this happens, and, I mean, I could see this readily happening within the next five years, then you end up having universal connectivity to something like your watch. So there may be a scenario where you decide not to take your phone. I I,
1: w- I would think that these signals would be much weaker, though. Sort of like the GPS signal is much weaker and thus not available indoors.
0: Well, I mean, that might be the point. But then also, if you're outdoors and there's, you're more likely to have an emergency, I would think, if you're outdoors and in the middle of nowhere you would think that things that are indoors would be more likely to be at least in a rural or rural or suburban or urban area that would have towers anyway i imagine this is you're out hiking or you're on a side of a road in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. you know scenarios like that i think would be more common so moving on there's titanium and ceramic now Well, there was ceramic before, but then it went away, and now it's back.
1: Yeah. Uh, What do you think of the titanium? It's really difficult to tell the difference between the titanium and the aluminum just from the pictures. I mean, are you sold on it? Uh, Considering that I did not buy it, uh, no. Okay. What, What did you end up buying? I ended up buying the aluminum space gray again, the small one with cellular. So, it's the cheapest thing possible, except that it has cellular. Nice. I do this because, well, the, I, I do end up getting like a new watch every year. And then I pass down the old ones to the rest of my family. And I cannot imagine a year from now giving my son or daughter an $800 watch. I just can't.
0: Uh <laughs> about that. Uh so I ordered
1: a ceramic one. Ah, yes. I remember you got that before and you liked it.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I mean that was one of the biggest complaints about the series four was that there wasn't a ceramic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I loved about the ceramic is that it pretty much looked like new when uh after a year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh it doesn't have scratches or blemishes. I mean, pretty much any part of it that's the ceramic part pretty much just you wipe it clean and you're done. So I mean I uh, I am a little disappointed that there is only white ceramic. there doesn't appear to be the uh, dark gray ceramic that there was with the series three. Oh did you get a dark gray last time? I got a dark gray for the series three. I got a white for the series two oh. So um, now that there is only white ceramic I went ahead and I got a white ceramic. 44 uh, millimeter
1: apple watch so my my issue with the ceramic is well there's two things one is the cost but the other is that it's heavier i mean it doesn't that really doesn't bother me that much okay well that's also my problem with the stainless steel
0: the titanium is supposedly lighter than the stainless steel right
1: is it lighter or heavier than the aluminum
0: Uh, I don't know, and I don't see them linking to a specs page. Yeah,
1: I I was looking for that for a while before ordering, going back and forth on if I wanted the titanium or not, but I didn't see it, so I just got the aluminum.
0: The, uh, one advantage of the titanium, apart from the fact that it's titanium, is that you do get the, uh, sapphire glass, where you don't get that with the aluminum, I think. Oh, so it's, the glass would be more scratch resistant as well, huh? Well, uh unless they've changed something from all of the watches that they've done so far, uh the aluminum gets some kind of gorilla glass, and then the stainless steel and up end up getting the sapphire glass. Ooh.
1: Maybe I maybe I do want that then. Because like my 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 series four is actually the first it actually is more scratched than any of my other watches because I started climbing okay and I scratched up the face the, the glass part of the watch um, basically going over on top of boulders.
0: Well, I mean my advice is uh, once they have a specs page with the
1: weight, them um, actually make an evaluation then. Yeah well I already ordered it so I, I could still cancel and order the other one. Um, when's your delivery date listed as? I think mine was september 23rd which is means that i must have delayed too long in ordering
0: uh mine mine says not found right now but
1: uh (laughs) you're never getting yours yeah uh it says the 20th for me okay so you you ordered yours a little bit earlier and you probably ordered a less popular one i would think that this would be the less
0: popular one since it's uh I ordered the black edi- or the Apple Watch Edition GPS and Cellular 44mm white ceramic case with black sport band.
1: Yeah, I also got the smaller one.
0: Well, wouldn't you think the smaller one
1: would be less popular than the bigger one? No, the smaller one's cheaper and thus more popular. And also, the smaller one is still pretty big now, especially after they did the screen size imp- uh, increase.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, Is it me or does the uh, is the starting price higher for these than they were? The uh, series three being one ninety nine sounds pretty good though. Yeah. So I mean, there is that. Of course, it is kind of annoying that it's the series three and not the series four. But I kind of get it that they want they they're very careful in having something that differentiates something that's expensive versus
1: something that's not. Well, I mean. It doesn't really make sense for the V-Series 4, because like, I'm think i guessing the internals are very similar between the 4 and the 5, so... And the major thing is the display.
0: Yeah, but then I would think that it would be obvious enough that when you see somebody walking down and their screen is on mm-hmm. all the time, that that's a pretty telltale sign that that's the new watch face, or the new watch. Still, mm-hmm. like,
1: it wouldn't be enough. They want the extra EKG thing to also differentiate it between this the cheaper one yeah true
0: anything else on the apple watch or should we move on the battery life is 18 hours which is the same what i'm wondering about here is that uh you notice there's no performance difference within the s5 so what i'm wondering here is maybe if they used all of the gains towards power management Because you have to think that since they have an always-on display, they're looking to have the same amount of time Mm -hmm. with the watch. So uh, rather than make it faster, have it use less power, and that power would
1: end up going to the display instead. Maybe. I don't know. I just really get the feeling that you're using the exact same thing. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll see. they just shifted over where their chips are being shipped off to. That would also explain like the lack of leaks. So
0: let's talk about the iPhone 11. Uh, the first thing I am happy about is that they don't use stupid Roman numerals anymore. I, I saw this fake leak yesterday. Where uh there was somebody supposedly tried to pass it off as Verizon uh, putting an ad up early and it showed the iPhone XI and I just cringed. <laughs> like, oh god, Apple. The XS was bad enough. Uh-huh.
1: But now now they're just doing iPhone eleven, iPhone eleven Pro. Mm. iPhone eleven Pro Max. Pro Max. God. They couldn't just leave it alone and just have two different sizes. They have to have to call one of them the max. The eleven Pro
0: six point five inch, I think, would be sensible. Mm-hmm. That'd be a sensible name for it. Oh well. But, yeah. Oh well. So uh,
1: the iPhone eleven now in six colors. Yeah, are they the same six colors as the original Apple logo?
0: No. No, because uh, the colors are purple, white, yellow, green, black, and red.
1: They should do the original six colors logo, or with the six colors that they have.
0: <laughs> they should do a rainbow phone. They should do a pride phone. <laughs> well, they have the watch band. That's true. And I was actually, I was seriously considering getting a watch band. I was. A pride watch band.
1: I was thinking of getting it just because my daughter likes rainbows and she's. Probably going to get a hand-me-down watch, and I could just keep my current band and put it on the new watch and give her that one.
0: Yeah, that's one way of doing that. So, uh, just as long as you don't go to Russia with that, you're okay.
1: Ra- rainbows are illegal in Russia. <laughs> every, every time, every time some, there's some mist in the air, they block out the sun, so you don't see another rainbow.
0: I uh, no, no! In uh, in Russia, they're just monochrome. so there's the 6.1 inch liquid retina display it's like okay I mean looks par for the course yeah but there's Dolby Atmos support in your phone all I can
1: think is what really apparently a lot of people really like watching movies on their phone in bed (sighs) Without headphones? Apparently. So here's
0: kind of a question that uh, if you do have headphones and there is Atmos support, does that mean you actually get things like positional tracking
1: or or positional sound or anything like that? Maybe. I suspect it's like optimized for right in front of the phone. And so Mm -hmm. like their little microphone positioning stuff Is trying to take your head position, your likely head position into account and project the sound such that it sounds best a couple of feet away from the phone. That seems kind of bizarre to
0: me. Even in my house, I mean, I just got um, an Atmos soundbar, and even that seemed kind of questionable to me. I didn't get it because it was an Atmos soundbar, I got it because I was trying to. uh, I was trying to fix some other problems I had with my previous soundbar. Which soundbar did you get? I got the wire cutter recommendation, which was the Vizio SB46514 F6. Okay. So it is a true Dolby Atmos capable soundbar. So it has two rear speakers and four upward facing speakers that bounce sound effects off your ceiling. Fun. I don't think this means that the iPhone 11 is bouncing sound off of your ceiling. That'd be cool. So, the camera's interesting. I mean, the fact that they decided to
1: go for a wide camera angle mm-hmm. was... That was intriguing to me. Someone, someone was just, like, uh, really fed up with people doing vertical videos to fit their subject in frame. And they like, no, you must do wide. I'm going to stick a whole new lens in there so you do wide. See?
0: Here, I was thinking that uh, for their third lens, that it would have been. I mean, I would find it more useful if it was a 1x, 2x, and 4x. Instead of like 35 or 50 millimeter, you have one that's like 75 or 100, mm-hmm. that you have an actual better telephoto lens. But I guess a lot of people want a wide camera angle.
1: Yeah, I think that it's actually more useful for me, especially since you're often, when you're taking photos with your phone, you are often right next to your subject. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's a lot of times I find where I go somewhere and I see something like, uh, say I'm at the ocean and I see something in the ocean that's far away. I zoom in and it's just the quality's terrible. And I find more often than not that I want something that I can zoom in further rather than I can't zoom out enough. In fact, I
1: don't think I've ever had that issue specifically. Oh, I've had that issue. I end up doing, like if I'm next to a waterfall and I don't have a very large place to go, I would do like a panorama instead of a, because I don't have enough area.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. You're right about that. It's just that uh, for me that I've actually had pretty good luck taking panorama pictures that are you know not 180 or 270 degrees but I just move my hand a little bit and get a slightly wider angle as a result Mm -hmm. and it actually ends up looking decently natural but I think the issue with that is that I imagine most people don't think that way
1: and you have to pick between horizontal and vertical zoom out that's true but I mean I guess cool and
0: I mean also um the part I like as well is that uh, I don't imagine cropping out all the way or zooming out all the way, but I can imagine zooming out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, just a hair and uh, using that. And I can I imagine that being useful. Yeah. So the um, the smart HDR, I mean, anything involving picture quality, I guess, is definitely a good thing. Oh, and uh, uh,
1: night mode that actually looks that looks decent similar to the pixel the one that google had how long ago was it like six months ago now uh yeah it's been a little while but yeah that their night mode was really good and now apple has a very similar thing they
0: were uh demoing that at coachella they actually uh google had a booth where you go in the dark and you take one of their phones and uh
1: pretty much are able to test out night mode. Did it work better than your eyes? As in, can you use it as a night vision camera? No. Oh, no. Nowhere we're close.
0: I just, I feel like uh, a lot of the time when it comes to cameras is that your eyes see something and you think, oh, that'd be a good photo. I want to retain this. And then you take a picture of it and it's just, you can't really see anything. Yeah. So something that gets closer to what your eyes can see, I think is useful. Right. And I think a lot of people will be happy with this.
1: It would have been nice for my recent campfire. Well, there will be other times. Well, I don't know if I'm getting this one, so we'll see. And then
0: the portrait mode, adding photos of pets. Okay. I guess that's nice if you have a pet that you care about that much. (laughs) Um, Better video stabilization. That's definitely useful for me. There's a The quick take, quick take seemed really interesting. So does that mean there is no more burst
1: mode? Well, first let's talk about what it is. Uh, So so instead of taking a whole bunch of pictures in burst mode, it will now allow you to take a quick video, Uh, which I think is probably better for most people because I know that I've accidentally been in photo mode and wanted to be in video and wanted to catch it right now. Uh, but I had to switch modes, it takes another two seconds, then it's gone. So what I want to know from this
0: is, can you actually extract pictures easily from the video that you take? That would be interesting to know, yes. Is the quality different? Like, uh, since, you're taking picture, since you're taking video instead of pictures, does this mean that uh, low light mode is less useful? Like if you're in an area with low light... Or is this a setting that you can toggle between if you still wanted to do burst mode? Uh, yeah, that would be interesting to know. Also when it comes to, I guess, choosing your picture, since I guess these are all heath files now, um, I guess you take a movie and then choose a keyframe. It's just, uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions that come from this.
1: Yeah, then, then they went and they showed, like, a simple a video shot on iPhone, which was on the salt flats with old cars. Seems like a waste of the... Was at the Bonneville shot salt flats? Because it seems like a waste of a place where you can go really fast if you're using those cars. It also seems like a waste of those cars to be getting damaged with the salt. <laughs> Well, I hope they uh, they have the money to restore it after. Oh, okay.
0: What I find so funny about all of these ads, or, well, they are ads. These ads and these promos is that, yeah, you're taking this footage with a phone and it does look super, super good. It's just there's so much other equipment that goes into making things look this way. Mm-hmm. So, they're generally either people with some kind of gimbal or some kind of rig, with the phone attached to the end iphone 12 now includes professional photographer so i mean there's so much that goes into it and i guess it's great and that it shows what is possible with the hardware it's just that there's so much other
1: things that uh, support said hardware in order for it to look yeah. this way i'm not sure if it's the iphone 10s uh, or 10 or which one it was um but one of them actually looked worse when you used a gimbal because it interfered with the uh, hardware stabilization in the lens. Hmm. I think that may have been 10s because I think it was the 10s that
0: brought video stabilization. But I'm could be wrong. I probably am wrong. Then there's the fact that uh, you have a wider 12 megapixel sensor on the
1: front, and it does slow mo. Mm-hmm. And they they showed. Slow It's a slow mo <laughs> selfie.
0: That feels. That word feels so forced. Yes, it does. Like, uh, it's like, uh, Apple trying to make Fetch a thing. Have you seen that movie? It was. I want to say it was Mean Girls. I have seen Mean Girls. Where one of the, uh, one of the chicks in the movie keeps saying Fetch, like, oh, that's so Fetch. And then one of the other girls turn to them and say, fetch isn't going to happen. Stop making it a thing. <laughs> fetch isn't going to be a thing. And all I think of when I hear slow fees, the slow fees isn't going to be a thing
1: or they're not going to call it that. <laughs> I don't know. Blog became a thing. So true. It's like the word memoji that they, uh, Oh yeah. That never became a thing. I don't think. Well, they still call it memojis, but
0: I mean, the main slowie I can see becoming a thing is uh, somebody getting slapped in slow motion, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or the or the multiple camera angle thing that they showed later, where uh, yeah, it shows this is the slowie and the other side, so you can see the slap incoming and their face as it happens. Mm-hmm. Of course, then it would probably hit the phone.
0: True. So you have to be careful with your slapping. Mm-hmm. Sloping. Another thing really odd was how the way they sold the A13, they're like the fastest CPU and the fastest GPU, and there was no stats until later. Yeah. Where uh, you find out later when they bring the CPU guy out that it's 20% faster
1: and 30% lower power. Mm-hmm. Which is a fairly minor bump so far as these have been going my and it's still you could tell that it was going to be just basically a minor speed bump since it's still called the bionic and it seems like they choose a new name for each of their architectures
0: if anything i think part of the limitation is they're still at the seven nanometer process right were they
1: was the 10s also seven nanometer
0: yes it was so you notice that they said it is in an enhanced seven nanometer process okay the battery life is better one hour more than the 10r, mm. which that's cool. since I think the 10R had the best battery life out of the last generation.. Yep. One thing I find really annoying is that uh, they say that there's faster face ID, but they didn't really focus on it at all. Like instead, you end up getting a demo of Pascal's wager.
1: Uh, yeah, the, so they they talk up the CPU GPU performance being better. And then, so, then they bring someone in, I guess, giant from China with a game called Pascal's Wager. And my first thought was, like, great. That's just what I want. (laughs) Just give me more death anxiety here with your game. So, for those of you who don't know what Pascal's
0: Wager is... Pascal's wager is the supposition that you are better off either believing in God or following what God would want. Because if you die and there is no God, it doesn't change anything. However, if you die and there is a God,
1: then you have a chance at heaven. Right. Theoretically, it would be better to believe. But it does not include the any sort of hidden costs to your actual life for uh, having that belief.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't uh it doesn't state which specific belief in God that you should follow. Mm-hmm. It's an overall arching message of, hey, be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm seeing this and I'm thinking, yeah, this isn't what Pascal's wager is, and the name of this game is hilarious. Yeah. I- Where you instead you end up getting existential dread <laughs> existential dread during an Apple podcast or Apple Podcast keynote Uh because the thing's named Pascal's wager yeah that's all
1: I was thinking about during the entire demo I'm like "Eh, no
0: no. that's the the one thing that Apple wants to tell you You you're going to die someday (laughs) and you will be no more buy our products so yeah we ended up seeing what two or three minutes of Pascal's wager instead of actually finding out more features of
1: yeah, it looks like a random fantasy action game. And then supposedly the uh, the phone is more scratch
0: resistant too. And you see these features in the ad that they show.
1: The ad that they had right afterward, they like tease you like the phone is like hovering over like the cement and the cat goes up to it and knocks it off the table. As it's falling, it goes into a purse. I'm like, Oh, I wanted it to go onto the cement. And then it's jingling inside the purse. Yeah.
0: It's like the main thing I want to see. It has faster face ID.
1: How much faster is this? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Yeah. I, I was so, I was so hoping that they had such confidence in their glass that it would just fall onto the ground in their commercial, but I guess they weren't brave <laughs> enough for that. Or
0: demo it in the middle of the uh, presentation. Yeah, Although that could go horribly wrong. Yes, it could. <laughs> they demo it and the thing shatters. <laughs> They're like, look how much more scotch resistant. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why you always buy a spare. Did you notice in the ads that all of the photos, that whenever they showed the back part of the phone, it always seemed to be in landscape because the uh, the lenses end up looking more like eyes. Like, I think what it is is that uh, having it look like two... Two sets of eye, or a set of eyes is uh much more natural to humans than seeing two lenses stacked one on top of the other. Finally, it is six ninety-nine. If I'm not mistaken, it's actually cheaper than the the uh ten R. Yep, you're right. It started off at uh seven forty-nine. So, I mean it's uh this is pretty nice. It is a nicer phone for less money.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we get to the more money phone, which is the iPhone 11 Pro. This is their first Pro phone. And the Pro Max. (laughs) Yeah, and the Pro Max, because they couldn't leave well enough alone.
0: The first thing they announce is that it will be available in midnight green. Midnight green, space gray, silver, and gold.
1: At least they have four colors for their Pro now. But Midnight Green? Really? There's a friend of mine that uh, said that they liked it, so.
0: The uh, Midnight Green, when they first showed it, I didn't even realize it was green. I thought it was just off-color gray. Yeah, me too. Here Apple is saying, uh, trying to make us question if we're colorblind or not. (laughs) It's similar to, um, remember the iPhone 5C, which had uh, all of the festive... Unapologetically plastic colors. Yep. Like I feel like the 11 is kind of like the 5C, and the uh, the 11 Pro is more like the 5S. But they've been doing that for a while, though. Yeah, the stuff
1: that's more expensive has more muted colors. Yep. The 10R is the same way. The had more colors. All of all of the cheaper stuff has more ex- exciting colors. If as as soon as you're a pro then then you think in gray i mean i'm okay with this
0: i don't particularly care for the over the top you know super
1: bright colors uh then it has a surgical grade glass what does that even mean well i heard surgical grade stainless steel it's stainless steel it wasn't the glass yeah i'm pretty sure it was the stainless steel yeah what what does it mean to be surgical grade Okay, now we need to figure out what that means. And it's fi- 15% more energy efficient. That explains there are four more hours of battery life than the XS and five more hours for the Max. So, what is that comparison to the previous generation,
0: 10S Max?
1: Uh, I think it basically puts everything in rough parity. I think it's that's roughly how much more time the old one had.
0: And apparently they're including an 18 watt adapter. But since they mentioned that within the pro announcement, does that mean
1: that you only get it if you have a pro phone? Almost certainly yes. <laughs> oh, that's chintzy. They always have included a an adapter that does not charge at the maximum rate your phone can charge, which is rather annoying, but oh well. Um, and then for the silicon talking about their a13 bionic Um, it doesn't seem that different from the previous one uh, aside from the new uh, ml accelerator with the uh, matrix multiply cores or whatever
0: i mean that's uh i find that interesting because uh matrix i mean there's a whole bunch of different operations that can Uh, benefit from matrix multiplication and not just machine learning.
1: Right. It's interesting because that's one of the major things that GPUs did is matrix multiplies. Although I guess maybe it's maybe instead of like fixed size matrices like you generally do with graphics, it's like arbitrary matrices. Well,
0: yeah. With graphics, isn't it a 4x4 matrix?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost everything is a 4x4 in graphics. But like with modern GPUs, you can obviously have different Different matrix multiplies than that.
0: I mean, I'd love to see more. And uh, what I found funny is the uh, the guy presenting it. That was the one part where it actually started to get a little heady. Like, uh, you know, I'm eating it up. I'm finding <laughs> it really interesting. But uh, a regular person watching this, it's
1: just supposed to dazzle them. Okay one one trillion ops per second. Four high efficiency cores. Different voltage domains. I thought the voltage domains thing was kind of cool. Yeah, I agree.
0: What would you think of the
1: uh, Deep Fusion sneak peek? That looks, again, very similar to what the Pixel does. Because the Pixel also uses machine learning for that kind of uh, picture optimization. I think it also does it on device. I would assume so. I can't imagine it sending it anywhere for it. Uh, Though the processor on the iPhone is better, so maybe it can handle a better machine learning model.
0: The picture they showed was it had a nice fidelity to it, but it's one of those things where there isn't really a comparison. Right. So I don't really see how much better is this. Mm-hmm. And is this something that would be on
1: all the time or is this a mode you would turn on? Yeah, it was unclear if it's, it's seeing, it sounds like it, since it's not ready that it would be a mode like portrait mode. And it could be like even a post-processing thing, but, The camera is definitely where they tried to spend most of their time. And with the Pro, it's basically the first two cameras that you get in the 11, plus the zoom camera that you used to get before in the XS and X. Except that it's brought to both the smaller and larger sizes, which I'm not sure if that was the case before.
0: The way I see it is that uh, if if you're on an upgrade plan, which at least I am, mm-hmm. I think this is enough to justify upgrading because it's nice to have a nicer camera around on you at all times. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the camera would be, if, if I were to get a new one, the camera would be why, because I don't think there's anything else in there that would cause me to want to upgrade. Other stuff that they talked about with the camera, they have um, 60 frames per second X- XDR, they're they're calling they're they're calling, using the same thing as their Pro Display on the Mac Pro, the, the XDR. Uh, even though this is an OLED, and their Mac Pro display is in uh, LCD. I mean, yeah, it's branding. And of course, since it's an OLED, it, it's obviously going to have a giant contrast ratio. Which so the only thing that they said that was meaningful was the nits rating then they had a demo of a app called Filmic, I guess. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, so it's basically an app that does recording of video. And they showed that you can see and record all four cameras at one time. I don't see
0: myself ever using that. But I think they're trying to sell people on the ability
1: that, hey, if you ever decide to use this, maybe you can. So there's two, two situations where I could see people using it. One is for performing interviews with someone uh, where it would be useful to have both the selfie and uh, the subject in at once. And the other is um, doing things like unboxing uh, where you can see the person's reaction to the unboxing along with filming the actual unboxing of whatever it is that you're trying to open.
0: I mean, it would be uh, you have to make sure you get the right angle because I could
1: see that looking terrible. Yeah. So so the, the thing I was thinking, so iPhone 12, pivot, the phone bends so you can aim the selfie camera in a different direction as the main cameras. Get multi-camera shots from one iPhone. Oh, no. You just need to put it on a steady cam and rails and have it uh, swooping along. And then you can use the AR to, like, composite things into your scene. They didn't, they didn't have an AR table today. Yeah, I noticed that. That was, that was
0: interesting, too. There were quite a few things missing this time around. There was, uh, there was nothing for the MacBook Pro. There was new iPad Pro. And then uh, the big rumor about the tile competitor, there was nothing on that. But they did announce new cases, including a clear case. The other thing was uh, they didn't have any kind of device-to-device charging. Oh, yeah. That was another rumor. That uh, there was a guy online who was salty that said the only thing that Apple can do is charge your card. (laughs) Uh, You know, at the end, when they show, like, a big wall of things, that here's things we couldn't talk about, and I'm furiously trying to scribble. Mm that apparently they have a new chip called the u1 chip i get the feeling that there's a lot of uh, small hidden capabilities that they didn't talk about with this i guess uh anything else to talk about with the phone
1: uh it's going to cost 999 dollars for the pro and almost 1100 for the pro max that's roughly the same right same yep and you can pre-order Friday at eight at 5 a.m So they also had the retail come in at the very end and say, "There's an Apple watch studio where you can now you don't have to pick a watch band pair. You can pick any watch with any band. Yay.
0: I like that, I mean, because I just got a black sport band with my uh, ceramic. Mm-hmm. Because the ones they had by default, I mean, I, I hate those bands. So it's like, yeah, that's nice. But then they end the whole thing talking about Apple Fifth Avenue, and all I'm thinking is, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care.
1: Well, having having lived in New York previously, I kind of cared. And it was interesting to see the changes. The it, The ceiling height is the major thing, I think, there, because the ceilings were kind of low when you actually got into it. And it was always super crowded. Well,
0: uh, I love that they invited everybody to come out on the day that the uh, phone is supposed to come out. (laughs) It's like, yeah, so you're in line for a phone and you really want to be around a million people looking at everything else, like watches and that too. So
1: the great thing about the Fifth Avenue Apple Store is it's open 24 hours. So you could go into an Apple store at 5 a.m. and do your pre-order live. Well, it would be 8 a.m. in New York. That's true. So I guess a lot of them are open then anyway. But the, the other thing is I think they had like genius bar appointments around the clock too. So if you really were desperate to get something fixed, you could pick something at like 2 a.m. Yeah, that, that's actually cool. I like that. So I guess that's it. Yep. Thank you for... Listening to our Applee episode of ALH, I'm sure there will be more of these in the future, as there always are.
0: Probably in October. Yeah,
1: probably another one in October. Though hopefully we'll have a, a, another mainline episode before then. Uh, you, you, you can uh, visit us and look at our show notes at ALH.fm. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Aliens Land Here. Me on Twitter at Zermacopa, Mark on Twitter at alh underscore mark and we actually do have a patreon now it's not a joke anymore though it is it no 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 it's still a joke but it also exists (laughs) and and at some point we'll put things on the patreon like mark's european vacation (laughs) Because I know that just like looking at vacation slides, listening to a vacation podcast is what you want to do with your time. Uh,
0: By the way, it is patreon.com forward slash aliens land here.
1: One word. We only have one tier available at the moment. I need to build that out.
0: (laughs) Okay. Bye, everybody. Later. I wear this crown... of thorns.
1: I'm just silently blinking.